everybody, and welcome to Civil Discourse, a podcast where we talk about local, national, and global news on a very small scale. I'm your host, Cal, and I'm joined here with my friend, Austin. And just before we get started, I want to give you guys a quick reminder. We are a part of the Student Spin Network, which is a sister media of the Six Mile Post newspaper here at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views on this show do not represent those of the Six Mile Post or our Georgia Highlands College. Uh, how are you doing today, Austin? I'm doing great. Um, just finishing up on the podcast I just did, uh, the post buzzer. Uh, so another uh, sister production of the Smile Post, and uh, excited to be alongside this one as well. So um, let's get let's get some political news going on. That's always fun. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always a great time to talk about politics and local stuff. Speaking of local, um, so Rome. The Rome City Council is having a meeting this tonight, actually. Uh, It's Monday, September 20th, and they are going to discuss moving the curfew for children under the age of 17 to 10 p.m. instead of 11 p.m. to make it a bit safer for them out there. What do you have? What's your opinion about that? Um, Seeing as I was a kid who, you know, as it goes through high school, I got friends with older people and I would like to hang out with people. And like a later time. So I, I don't really understand why it's like a need. I get it. Cause like they're underage and stuff like that, but you know, people are going to find a way to do stuff. And it's just, it's just, it doesn't, I don't really get it. I don't understand why it's really a need. Um, I go out all the time. I went out all the time as a kid. I wasn't doing anything reckless, but I was just having fun with my friends stay at their house. And if I had to go home, I would, you know, go home, stuff like that. But I don't see why it's like that important for the Rome city as you in the city of Rome, it's, it's a beautiful city and stuff like that. And I haven't, I don't think there's too crime ridden or anything like that. So I don't see why, like I said, it's a need specifically, but um, what do you think about it? I, I personally think it's interesting because they're also in stating this thing where they're talking about giving teenagers a specific time and place on the weekends to do like drag racing down main street, which, you know, <laughs> they do anyway. But like, uh, why, why would you, um, I guess, why would you instate a curfew that pushes that back earlier, but then also be like, hey, here's this really cool and quote unquote fun and safe activity for you to do during this specific hour, bef- like yeah. after your curfew. Yeah, but like late night, late night Rome is like pretty packed because there's like, oh, there's the, there's the strip next to the bridge where like the, all those locks are and everything like that. And Rome is pretty packed out at night, so I don't know how they're gonna implement a drag racing strip on in the streets. But um, yeah, it's just weird because ten o'clock is so early, but um, people are going through high school at that time, I guess too. That's that's odd. It's an odd sentence, and I I would imagine that it wouldn't pass, but I haven't heard anything of why it should. But uh, yeah, that's really strange that is going through the extra mile to actually do that uh, yeah because le- like you said i would like i can remember being a teenager and like on the like on friday and saturday not going home till like 12 or 1 a.m just because we were like out at the movies or out at the mall or each other's houses or things like that and it- it's just crazy that i guess people think that we're like in some sort of space where kids have to be pushed back earlier mm-hmm because I also remember like staying up super late at night for AP exams and not leaving my friend's house till two or 3 a.m. to go back to my own house for things. All like right. That. All right. Oh, 
Uh, I guess it's different for everybody because when I drove back to my house, I was like five minutes away. And I guess they're just wanting people to like actually abide to rules because I'm pretty sure the curfew, like you can't drive past like midnight or something like that when you're 17. That's how it was for me, at least. I don't know if anything's changed like that, but I, I guess they're just trying to implement stricter laws for some reason. And I, I guess we'll see how it goes tonight. I'm really interested to see how that actually goes. And I think it's also interesting that you said that because when I got my driver's license, I was the, I was the type of person that was like, no, I'm not driving. You can't touch it. And then I got to senior year and everybody else was driving and I had turned 18 and got my driver's license at that time. So I never really had the curfew issue or had to worry about the curfew, I guess. So that's why I think I have a different stance on it. Yeah. Um, I meant driving permit. That's what I meant to say. I might've said license, but I, my permit, there was like a, there was like a, you can't drive past midnight or something like that, but. Yeah, it's just, I guess everybody has a different situation they're going through growing up with a permit and finally getting their license. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, now that we've covered a bit of local news, I want to move your attention to national news and talk about um, the California governor recall election that just happened. Um, and if you don't, for those of you out there that are listening, if you don't know what happened, uh, basically Governor Newsom was elected during during a gubernatorial election. and the GOP was like, actually, you know what? No, let's have a recall and put all of these names on a ballot that shouldn't have really been on there. And I wanted to kind of get your opinion about that because my personal standpoint for what's happening there is that that, shouldn't, that recall election shouldn't have really happened because Newsom was the only one on the ballot and he got reelected. And if more names were going to be put on the ballot, that's like, uh, that, that's not something that really happens during a recall vote, in my opinion. And it also wasted, to quote a CNN news article, $276 million for the state taxpayers to have that sort of special election. So what do you think about that? That's literally insane that that amount of money just for a recall that honestly never should have happened. There's literally one man on the ballot. I don't understand what going through the minds, especially since he's a, uh, he's a democratic governor and the whole state has been blue since the year of 2006. So I don't, I mean, I get it. Like Republicans, oh, I'm not taking any side here. I'm just saying the Republicans are, are fighting because since the last election, since everybody thinks it was rigged on that side and everything like that, they're trying to fight for, fighting for more states since most of the red states are flipping to blue, you know, Georgia and stuff like that. So it's just, they're fighting really hard to try to flip states as much as they can. And I guess there was, I, I think I read up on the New York times article where, you know, all the, all the other ballots that were put on there were mostly Republican and stuff like that. So from what I see, this was just, this was just an act to try to flip power positions and stuff like that. And, um, the fact that they wasted that much taxpayers money and citizens are that's one of the main things i hear about all the time that citizens are concerned about how is how people spend that's how the local government now government itself spends taxpayers money since it is our money we lose money out of our checks for it all the time we lose all types of money from it and we spend it on things that just don't matter when there's an obvious answer right in front of everybody so um it's kind of ridiculous that it got to this point and um, when there was just, there's nothing that should have caused a recount, but um, wow, I just, that's insane that it got to this point. I, I think it's insane too. And I think if you, uh, to quote another one of our podcasts on the Student Spin Network, when we were talking about the constitution on last week's episode of On the Record, one of the professors we had on the podcast talked about how people like Donald Trump, who's a reality TV star that people were following for millions, like not millions of years, that's an exaggeration, but for a really long time, gets up and gives a certain group of people a voice and you see a sort of 
aggressive kind of standpoint, in my opinion, that's not me saying like, oh, you know, all Republican people are aggressive or, or things like that, but like a certain standpoint and a certain group of people that feels like basic government happenings and basic rights don't apply to certain people and feel like they should be taken back, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just like, I, I just feel like it doesn't really make sense. Like you said, to have a recall when there's only one person on the ballot for things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of, you know, discourse on a national level, on a global <laughs> level, um, I, I thought that to wrap up this, you know, first episode of civil discourse, we could talk about something really fun and really interesting. The first thing I want to bring up, because, uh, you know, we're living in a pandemic. We're talking about COVID-19 in all forms of social media, uh, with each other on the street, with doctors. And the first piece of information I want to bring up with you is that in Cuba, they are now allowing kids as early as two years old to get the COVID vaccine. What's your opinion on that? Hey, um, honestly, I got the vaccine and everything like that. Um, if you want to or not, whether what you believe, do what you will. Uh, I got it because... I, um, my family and because of my, I live with my grandparents and I know my neighbor, my brother's neighbor, I'm not going to say anything like names or anything like that, but, um, their neighbors got COVID and one had no like a case of like previous medical history or anything like that. Like no bad symptoms or anything like that. Um, healthy guy died in a week from COVID and, uh, she had the vaccine and she got through it and he didn't. So through fear of that, and I'm wanting for my family to be safe and everything like that, I got the vaccine and I I had it already. I had COVID back in February and I still can't taste anything. (laughs) Um, I can't really smell. So, um, you know, I don't even know if I'm ever going to get it back again. So struggling with that, but, uh, it's, I, I fear out of protecting my family. I got the vaccine and, um, I did my research. I got the Moderna and everything like that. I'm comfortable. Um, you know, I knew this was going to happen eventually through, um, the mandates and stuff like that. I, I still believe that it's going to be nationally mandated at some point. It's just a matter of time when, you know, when enough people and enough companies are like, Hey, this needs to happen. So we'll see, but, um, you know, it's important for people to get vaccinated. That's the way we've gotten rid of, uh, viruses throughout the world. I know people argue that like, um, that, you know, natural barriers, natural, um, I can't think of the word, but it, we, our bodies just naturally fight back at a certain point. And I get that, but vaccines have, gotten rid of the chicken pox, smallpox, you know, polio, stuff like that. in a large, almost 100% quantities, like it's still out there, but you rarely hear about it. So, um, you know, vaccines are just, they're not natural, but they help. Like they're, that's what they're meant for. That's what they're created for is to help people. And, um, I just, it's so confusing to see people just so against like a, a national scientifically FDA approved product that's out there to help people. And I just don't understand it, but, um, I think it's great for, you know, these, uh, you know, Cuba as not communist is not a communist country, but they still have mandates and like, um, oh, I can't think of the word where like other countries can't embargoes can't, they, they sell like an embargo from countries, stuff like that, where yeah, they don't, yeah. yeah, they don't receive stuff and it's not their world country, but it's definitely behind in some aspects. So it's good to see these countries finally receiving, you know, medical benefits and stuff like that. And so I think it's great. I think it's great that children uh, can finally receive the vaccine, stuff like that. Cause that's mostly where it comes from. I, from our last podcast, I mean, Kim did over a hundred thousand kids here in uh, the Atlanta area. A uh, hundred thousand kids got COVID-19 from, um, and just in the first month of school. So it's super important to get these kids vaccinated and everybody get vaccinated. I, I would have to say that I agree with you. I got the vaccine. I can remember making a Facebook post being like, 
God, I wish that like I was on this list for being vaccinated. And my cousin Facebook messaged me privately and was like, you literally have asthma, go get vaccinated. <laughs> like, I, like in the height of wanting to be vaccinated, I forgot that they yeah. qualified for a list. But I think, it's, I think it's super important that people will get vaccinated as well because I literally just had a friend who was very close with me that lives in another state die from COVID wow. on, a, on a ventilator. Like it, it, people don't, in my opinion, take it seriously. And it's kind of interesting to see people violently react to this vaccine and a mask mandate when our whole lives, me personally, I can remember getting sticked at least 12 times from measles, rubella, mm-hmm. uh, like exactly. all, all those other things that schools require us to get anyway. And our parents being like, oh, you have to do this. You have to, like, I'll get you a lollipop or something, but you have mm-hmm. to get this needle in your arm. And now they're accusing, I had an old person that I worked with uh, at, a, at a former church say that the vaccine has some sort of chip in it that's going to control us all. And and it's just interesting to watch people take that mindset versus what we grew up with. Yeah, it's completely switched and it just doesn't make sense at all. And and speaking of not making sense, another piece of COVID news that I found really interesting is that if you've been following pop culture at all, you know that Nicki Minaj is an icon. She does a lot of popular songs that I sound so old by saying that young people can relate to. So I'm not going to say that, but like that a lot of people really enjoy. But what I'm not enjoying personally is this claim that she made that someone that's a close friend of hers in Trinidad got swollen testicles because of the COVID vaccine. Right. And that caused his wife to leave him and cancel their wedding and be like, you know what? The whole thing's off. I like <laughs> that's where I draw the line. Is it swollen COVID? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was personally the, the, the dose that I didn't go for was a swollen testicle, uh, variant, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, I'm pretty sure it was her cousin that she was saying that, um, got this problem. I've like read up on like certain scientists and just them saying that like, this is, this isn't a side effect. This has never happened in the millions of people that have gotten this uh, vaccine. So I don't know, like it seems through her messages and her tweets and everything like that, that she's obviously against it, which is fine. So millions of people are like, you can't really change somebody's opinion if they don't want to be changed. So I don't know why she's taking such a big stance. I can maybe, I, I guess she genuinely believes that like this can affect the male anatomy in that aspect. And so she's just worried or I don't know if she's like, I don't know. There's a million things I could like, you could guess upon, but um, yeah, this is an absolutely wild and, uh, and uh, the barb community is in flames right now, separate more than ever. Yeah, no. And, and apparently, so there is a doctor that, I am trying so hard to remember the name. It starts with a D. Ah, here it is. And it's not a doctor. It's the Trinidad health minister, uh, Terrence, <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Dale Singh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that nice last name right. I'm so sorry. Listeners out there can correct me if they feel free to. I had to spend an entire day fact checking before they were like, yeah, she's found it or not. And he was, he literally was like, I wasted so much time yesterday finding out if COVID swells a, a, like a male presenting person testicles like it's just and he was like i'm not blaming her or anything but i think that she should be thinking twice about propagating information that really has no basis 
And I kind of agree with that because, you know, you, I believe that social media influencers and pop stars and famous people have a platform to advocate for certain things. Mm. And in a time where we're already facing so much struggle, I feel as though if pop stars specifically, like people like Nicki Minaj, who have a very big influence, like Casey Musgraves, those type of people. I'm not saying Casey has the same opinion, just like as an example, um, that if they use this platform for something like that, it would be like, oh, I like all of their followers would be like, oh my gosh, I have to go get vaccinated too. That's so crazy. Why wouldn't I? But instead it's this opinion. Yeah. It's probably the worst opinion that could have happened <laughs> that could have came out because we're already so divided as a country as it is. And now we're just like, oh, don't get this because it might inflate your testicles and just, just a bunch of things that if Trinidad health, like professionals themselves are saying this is like probably isn't a thing then i don't know why it's still being spread as it is might be a thing so it's just frustrating and already spreading something that that just needs to be incorporated like just vaccine all right <laughs> but no, um, totally fine but um yeah it's just frustrating to see how separate we already are and now we're seeing news like this from a really popular social or not social media but a really popular pop star rapper singer songwriter stuff like that it's just, it's frustrating to have that kind of outlook on people and seeing that there's going to be even more divide now because of somebody's opinion. I completely agree. And if it makes you feel any better, she said that she was not able to attend the Met Gala because she had not done enough research on her own for the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm-hmm. But Miss Minaj will be getting the vaccine to be able to tour next year. Um that's very interesting. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I love that she draws the line at like a like like a public fashion show, essentially. But yeah. in order to sing in front of people, she'll do whatever she has to, which is right. fine. That's not a problem. But yeah, I think that's all the news I have today for you. First of all, I want to say thank you for joining me this week, Austin. Mm-hmm, of course. Thank you for having me on so much. It's been really interesting going going on with this. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. No problem. And our, to our listeners out there, whether you are on the street or flying across the globe, civil discourse happens everywhere. Just remember to keep it cute and keep yourself informed. Thank you guys so much for listening today and have a great one.